The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So as you well know uh, by now, RTE executives back before the Public Accounts Committee at the Oireachtas today. Uh, amongst them, Kevin Backhurst, the new Director General. Brian Stanley is a Sinn Féin TD and he's chair of that committee and he's with me now. Brian, you're welcome uh, to the programme. So what was it you wanted to find out from these RTE executives and did you? Well, there's a number of things you wanted to find out and good evening to you um, and to your listeners. I think that the uh, Mr. Kelly and Mr. Tuberty, when they came the other day, uh, they did come with uh, did come with a significant number of emails, cor- uh, correspondence that showed that uh, that a number of people in RT were actually aware of the um, uh, of the fact that uh, the seventy five thousand per year was going to be underwritten. Um, they produced evidence to show that uh, they're from the spring of earlier, the early part of 2020 and the spring of 2020. Um, and while they, you know, they did hold to a very kind of legalistic point that it didn't represent a legal, legally binding um, position. At the same time, you know, I think that the what came out of the meeting today is clearly that uh, those those uh, emails actually do represent the fact that there was a number of executives at RTE that knew about the existence of that and were party to discussions leading up to that. Um, I think there's no, I think a number of other things came out of it as well. Is is that you know, and I think welcome moves is is that the um, uh, you know that uh, in relation to Ryan Tuberty, if the events are not good, these events that haven't been done with Renault if they're not done. That um, you know, Kevin Backhurst, um, as I recollected today, did say that that's the new. That's the new director general of RTE. Mm. Did say that he would look for that money back. I think that is welcome as well. And I think as well, one of the things that we've been pushing is for is the idea of CNAG oversight. That's the control and auditor general, the government auditor and the state yeah. auditor. I should say that auditors uh, audits um, all the main accounts about two hundred and seventy, I think, in total. Uh, he actually had he and his staff had the powers up to up to the early nineteen nineties to uh, to audit the um, accounts of RTE and there was a change in the legislation. Then uh, we did, you know, I raised this with him today that uh, specifically that, you know, what would what would be the view of the executive on that? And Kevin Backhorst again seemed, uh, you know, that he was uh, he indicated that he was okay with that. Yeah. And indeed, uh, in fairness, the chair of the uh, the chair of the the uh, RTE board. Shuni Rahalik, she she stated clearly that she was okay with it, and you had all three in the room, so you did have the CNAG there, Mr. Shemus McCarthy, and he indicated it as well. And like the one thing that I think uh, out of all of this, well, there's a number of lessons out of it, but I think one thing that would be fairly clear to me is that had the CNAG have had that role of going through the accounts of RTE, mm. you know, and even in reality, they would be audited by an, uh, by an independent auditor. Uh, on behalf of RT first was the way that, that's the way it would work with a body like that but the, that yeah. the, the controller general would have the right to go check all of that and go over them. I think some of this might have been copped a lot sooner we may not have the mess we have now Yeah I th- and a mess it certainly is and, and uh, you know I, I kind of get the sense that, that and, and I wonder is this your sense as well Brian that we're kind of very much in the he said she said territory now you know what I mean both Parties are rather all parties have kind of set out their position. There is disagreement uh, um, 
as to who agreed what and when. Some of it is a question of interpretation. So, I mean, that there, there's possibly, you know, it's a never-ending conversation. It, it, it could well be that Ryan Doberley interprets the Renault money as not being part of his salary. You and others might interpret it quite clearly as being part of his salary. But again, it's down to interpretation. The question, the real questions, and I wonder, is this your view? The real questions at this point are for RTE, aren't they? In terms of who exactly agreed it? How was it agreed? How did they think this was a prudent way to manage public money? And what happens to stop it repeating itself? Exactly. And uh, I think that what we need to be clear about is, is that, you know, Kevin Backhurst has said that there will be a, a know, a proper integrated financial management system there, that he will publish the pay, the pay of um, uh, presenters will be published on, on and senior staff on an annual basis, that there will be a register uh, of interest. And the fact that he has taken fairly swift action, I think we have to look at the positive things that have happened because of the committee hearings. And there, there's, those two areas have been progress, have been made on those already, that, and they're accepted. I think as well the fact that some people who were in the middle or who were, you know, somehow a party to some of this or held senior positions have had to step down. Mm. Um, you know, uh, some people have been moved. I think, you know, you, people are, the public are beginning to see accountability. And it's not about, you know, flogging and hanging anyone, but I think it's important that there is accountability. Yeah. We have seen some early moves of that very, very quickly. The, you know, the fact that some people have been move to one side, the fact that some people have had to step down, the fact that we're going to have that register of interest. Kevin Backhurst has been very clear about that. Yeah. Uh, and published in the paper every year. And that's very, very clear. But you're correct. You're correct in that. There's a number of different interpretations depending on which way you read it. Yeah. Let me sum it up. Let me sum it up for you like this, maybe. That the 2027 period, 2017 period to 2019 period, that three years, what's clear is, is that how, how it's presented but Ryan Tupperty's pay is interpreted by both parties as being different. Yeah. But the facts are is that what Ryan Tupperty got, you know, according to the RTE accounts, is, uh, and according to what they have stated and what I think is accepted at this stage, is the higher figures, that's the figures in excess of 500,000 during that year. Now, 500, I don't ask me to remember exactly, 520-odd, mm. uh, 540-odd, you know. And then... You know, what's accepted as well, I think, I, I don't think anybody could read in relation to the um, in relation to the intent of RTE that, you know, nobody was on board in terms of, uh, you know, going along with this extra 75,000 for the period of the years 2020, 21, 22, yeah. uh, that the emails that we are now in possession of, I don't think you could read them and say that, you know, that that is the case. Legally, they don't amount to a legally binding agreement. But neither, I add, does the tripartite agreement that they all signed. And yeah. I'll go through that with you. But what the, those emails clearly show that there was a number of people in the loop. They clearly know, they clearly set out that, uh, you know, senior RT staff, the most senior in it, were saying, you know, they would sort this out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the um, that's clear. It's also clear that the actual tripartite agreement on, in itself doesn't have legal standing because it wasn't signed by uh, Torbett's agents until until spring of, until April this year. Mm. It was it was never signed by RTE, which is incredible. Uh, it doesn't mention anything about a three year deal. In other words, that Reynolds would pay for uh, the first year uh, and then two thousand, and then that RTE would have to uh, uh, you know pony up for the next two years. Nowhere in it does it say it's a three year deal. Yeah. And then of course you know the fact that it has not signed 
75,000. The 75,000 figure as well, that's the other thing, is not even mentioned in it. So there's no figure set in it. Yeah. No signatures. Um, and, it's, and it's clearly not a three-year oh, deal. Right. Well, so the, that's, that's well established at that point. Yeah. So, well, at, at, at least that's well established. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that remains to be well established, despite, I think, 20 hours of uh, committee meetings, many of them chaired uh, by yourself. So we appreciate the time. Uh, Brian Brian Stanley is a Sinn Féin TD. He's chair of that Public Accounts Committee. Mandy Johnson is with me now, of course, presenter here in News Talk of Taking Stock. Mandy, like everyone else, I know you were following those uh, 20 hours closely, the last three weeks as well. Um, what is your assessment of where we're at today? Well, today was... You know, it was extremely confusing for anyone watching it. And I think a lot of people are actually kind of switching off now at this stage, even the people in the media who are invested. But it was literally like an episode of Line of Duty in the final series where there was emails back and forth and they were evidencing documents. Documents were being put into the committee um, as evidence was being given, which is an absolute no-no. We saw earlier in the week with Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly when they got those documents even late. It really annoys the members because they like and they need the time to kind of go through them. But today was one of those days when they were getting into the minutiae of the detail, really going into, uh, you know, who said what when. And it was a he said, she said a lot of it. Now, what was interesting today was, and I always look at the demeanour of people in a, in a committee because that's very interesting, was it was Kevin Backhurst's first time mm. in front of uh, the committee. And so, you know, he's been very impressive. He's been in three days, let's face it. Like so, And he was starting from a very low bar because the last couple of weeks have been very difficult. But um, he wasn't taking any nonsense. He was humble in the sense that he apologised where he felt it was necessary. But there were times when he was standing up for Adrian Lynch to members of the committee and asking them to allow them to respond. So I think he's got that sort of balance right for the short time he's been there in that he's protecting the interests of his staff visibly. Um, he's putting himself out there and up front. So I think it was a overall good performance by him. Um Again, for for people who who find it all bamboozling, and I think that maybe started when the day that Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly appeared, and there was questions of emails and when they were sent, and were kind of commitments in emails actual contractual commitments, or were they part of negotiation? You know that that maybe is the the, the point at which this began to get a lot more opaque for people. Essentially, the narrative is that um, early on there was a line kind of pushed. Um, and uh, these are not the words used, but that this was kind of a solo run by D Forbes and most other people at senior level in RT knew nothing about it. There was a real pushback against that by Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty the other day, Noel Kelly in particular, um, uh, and, and that email brought up. Today, I got the sense that uh, RT were kind of doubling down on that. They were trying to do that, but earlier in the week, um, Noel Kelly kind of brought forward documentation of his own that said that there was a wider group of people uh, beyond himself and D Forbes who were aware of that. Again, today, there's a reference to another email asking Geraldine O'Leary, the commercial director, to come back to him. So I think that, look, we're so much into the weeds of this mm. now. What is required now is that there's, a, you know, a proper evisceration um, of the payments made, a clinical evaluation by a financial expert of what they did, because we still don't know that. We're three weeks on from understanding, one, why were those 70,000, 75,000 euro payments made the way that they were? No one's ever going to agree on the, that. Or T are going to say they did what they did for reason X. And Noel Kelly are going is going to say the opposite. Mm. So, but they're never going to 
they're never going to. The only piece um, of light really that has shone on that has come from the chair. And it was only an opinion. And her opinion, Shuni Rahali, was that she felt that this was an effort to deceive. And that's what most people suspect it is. But is anyone ever going to admit to that? I can tell you what, they're not. Yeah. Not, not in an Oireachtas committee. I know Hamlet about the Prince has been uh, kind of uh, cited time and time again. It does feel like that. And listen, T Forbes, um, if his health issues, is entitled to deal absolutely with those issues and then entitled to have her say. And so we'll have to wait and see if and when that happens. Uh, but... I mean, if we're at the point that people are no longer uh, wanting to set their skybox to record public accounts committees <laughs> as they were at different points this week, um, where does the story go from here? In terms of RTE, uh, if you stand back, let's forget emails sent on different dates. We've got a problem, a PR problem, a problem in terms of our reputation and trust. Where do we start rebuilding it? So there's two issues. There's the Ryan Tuberty issue and there's the RTE issue. On the Ryan Tuberty issue, the question is very simple. Is his future at RTE? In evaluating whether that future is at RTE, they have three things to consider. What is the commercial consideration? What is the political consideration? And what is the public consideration? Now, actually, the only thing that really matters there is the public. Because as you and I both know, commercial follows public and politicians will not uh, put up with anything that the public don't like. So Kevin Backhurst has to gauge what Ryan Tuberty's existing relationship with the public is. Um, And that's going to be difficult for him. Uh, And he was asked about that at today's committee uh, and he said that there would be a process and they'd have to go through it and he was going to be very rational and reasonable. But there's his considerations. The other issue is the RTE issue. And um, this is, in my view, a far more fundamental issue. And yes, it's about public relations. And this thing has happened over the last number of years where when something goes wrong in an organisation, people say the communications is a disaster. Uh, The communication is always going to be a disaster if the stuff that's lying underneath communications is a disaster, you can't fix it. So what they have to do is, you know, convince the politicians and stakeholders and the audience that they have the capacity to manage this organisation. Um, and it's a, it's a phrase that's constantly said now, rebuild trust with the public because what is it really all about? It's about money. Mm. They need money. Their situation was dire before this crisis. Has the crisis made it any better? It has made it infinitely worse. It's 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 made it difficult for the government to give the money. I'm not saying they won't, but it's made it very difficult. Mm. And sponsors, you know, may kind of look twice now and say, do they want to be attached to these type of brands? So, look, that's that's my take on the two issues that are facing them at the moment. Well, we appreciate the take. Mandy Johnson, presenter of Taking Stock. Uh, Mandy, thank you. And before Mandy, we spoke to Brian Stanley, Sinn Féin TD and Chair of the Public Accounts uh, Committee. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.